Hi guys, KO here. Welcome to Turmeric and Tequila, where we are working to inspire positive, radical social evolution. Today is an awesome one. We've got an open mic with Lee Rosa Jad. She is the name and face and radio host of KS1075. She is a longtime uh, BFF, met through fitness, and she has remained in my world, thankfully so, as a friend for, I think it's over 10 years now. Today we talk about faith, work, fitness, uh, becoming a better person, really taking advantage of time in quarantine to self-reflect and take it to the next level. This is the perfect example of turmeric and tequila where you can be all things. Again, Rosa shares her faith in this wild and crazy music business and then her faith in her own religion uh, and how she leans into her Muslim practices on the daily to keep her feet on the ground and vision clear for what's coming in the future. It's an awesome episode. Thank you, Rosa. Mark my word, I said this from day one. You are an important person in this world. I'm so happy to see that you are out there on the mic and sharing your words. Cheers. Welcome to Turmeric and Tequila with your host, Kristen Olson. Questioning a better way, one gracefully disruptive conversation at a time. Welcome to Turmeric and Tequila. Uh, Today's a pretty fun one. I have an OG CFBF. What do I look at the camera? Fr- I, don't I don't know. look at you. I, if okay. I look at the camera, I'll be distracted the entire time. Well, we're in the studio. Let's preface this, preface this yeah. for the audience that's listening. In the studio, videoing, but the camera is not where we're looking at because we only got one camera. We're getting on the level where we have two. So you're going to look at the sides of our faces and then... It's gonna work out. But long story short, profile is happening right now, and there's only one human that we would already be operating like like this, and it's the Rosa Jet. What it Rosa is? Jet? Mm, hello, she's in the house. Uh, we're excited today. I'm excited. This is cool. This setup, by yes. the way, before we even start, congrats on this setup. I'm just Thank you. looking around Thank right you. now, like even at the top shelf of the biggie with the. Jeez. Like, it's just amazing. And the lights, the mics, congrats. Like, the, there's you. a fireplace under the can under the. Our professional camera of 16 angles right now. <laughs> that's we have that's a whole other YouTube video about to come out because yeah. it was a whole trail in there. Uh, yes, but at, from one person from Aurora, Colorado to another, do you know where I got these posters? Mm. In 1999, let it be known, CD store from Park Meadows Mall. Oh, that's how nostalgic throwback. this little den is. Yeah, it's real. Wow. Yeah, no, these are these are cool. Like. It's real. Liz, wow. I mean, I like it. I didn't get a pick. You know, these would not have been the artists. I'm here for all the talented humans, but these would not have been the Madonna, artists. Madonna, obviously. She's a little hidden him, yeah. compared to what I thought she'd be for you, but I that's know. fine. Well, we have Harriet Tubman up front. We got to like yeah. show our respects here. Uh, but we're on a uh, more serious note. We're going to do an open mic tonight. Okay. We're going to talk. Okay. I mean, uh, what we does talked that mean? On this. <laughs> <laughs> that means we're covering... I mean, basically, you can say whatever you want. Okay. But like, that's kind of what do I not? I was going to say. Uh Open mic, talking about you, your journey, mm-hmm. breakdown breakthroughs, um, being Muslim in America, being mm-hmm. a devoted Muslim, and is that what we would call me? I feel like I just I'm here. I mean, it looks devoted to me. I know. I'm not the most religious today, human. So today I pull up, get the dogs. I have to pray. <laughs> Wait, can you just let's just enter with this story? This this actually prefaces, I think, your world in a nutshell. <clears throat> what? Though we do this all the time. 
No. How, she rolls up to my house. Obviously, we're casting today. Yeah. And she calls me from in the driveway. And she's like, listen, I got to pray. Which I'm not used to. Because anytime, like, we're going or whatever, like, Rosa's like, no, that's No, are you thing. kidding me? I feel like you're... I prayed hundreds of times in this no, house. No, that's what I'm saying. It's I'm used you to, who's I'm not used to, used to that. I'm here. I'm doing it. <laughs> I'm used to you praying, but not the... We can't touch the dogs. So right. she had to come yeah, to the right. studio side and do Usually, her situation. Not, I mean, 90% of the time, I pray... I don't know. I don't. I don't pray at people's house who I don't know. But like, if I know you, and it's like, I'm gonna pray. I'm not gonna. I'm not about to miss my prayer. Like for something that I feel like I could make it. So I showed up, and I was like, okay, the dogs are gonna go crazy on me. The dog can't lick me in order for me to pray. So I was like, let me pray in this room, and then you just meet me in this room, and then when I'm done praying, I can go hang out with the dogs. It's always been this rule of like. Hold the dog for five minutes. Let me pray, and then we can go. And back. if you know my dog, that's like holding a tornado. That's Colette, what I'm saying. The, the little one. It's like a whole thing. Yeah. So I was like, let me just leave. But wait, break down. Wait, break down for people that don't know. Because I actually don't. I've learned a lot just being around you. Like having a lot. Like picking up like <laughs> the Muslim culture and like a, a smidge of the language. Yeah. Um. But break down a little bit of like how many times a day do we pray? Like what's give us like the ten thousand mm. foot view. I pray. I mean, we as Muslims, we pray five times a day. So I pray five times a day. Like my first one is like around 5.30 a.m. in the morning, you know, and then you have the gap in between each prayer to pray. So like if my next prayer is from one to four, I have from Mm -hmm. one to four to pray that. Then the next one is from four to seven. Then I have from four to seven to pray that the next one. And then from seven to eight and then eight on is the next one. So, so it's not at a specific time. It's no, any time in that zone. Okay. Any time in that zone. So like when I show up. Because I could get crazy to schedule. Exactly. So I just pray in between that time. Like if I get home from work, I still have an hour left. I'll pray and then I'll pray the next one in the, after that hour. So I pray five times a day. I've, I've been doing it my whole life. My whole family prays. It's just like. I don't, I think now that I'm older, I'm starting to realize that like, oh, not saying that I I knew growing up that not everybody did this, but now that I'm older, I'm like, oh, I really like have to go out of my way certain times to make sure I pray. But to me, I don't, I pray for myself. So I don't feel like I make it a big deal to people. And you guys are my, like my closest friends know I do. But like, if I'm out in public, like I'm not like, everybody stop. I need to, I don't do that. Like, I'm just like, no, that's doing too much. You know, I just handle my business in my private life. And then if I know you and I'm here a lot of the time, then I'm going to, if I'm somewhere a lot of the time, I'm not going to miss my prayer a lot of the time I'm there. I'm going to pray there. So, well, I mean, I like that. But how many people do you think that are Muslim are that committed to I the requ- can I say required ritual or no, suggested it's just ritual? Like, it's just our it's just our religion. It's just what we do. It I don't know, honestly. I think everybody's different. I, I'm not one to judge. No one is anyone to judge. I don't pray and I'm like, oh, you have to pray too, or you're Muslim and you didn't pray. I, I don't do that at all. I don't I don't like that's just not cool. You shouldn't judge anybody. But uh I mean I do it, my my family does it, and that's kind of all I all I know in, in America. So I mean if my dad was able to make it work when he was coming when he was in America in his office, I'm able to work to pray at my radio station. But I'm I do it super chill. Like I go in between um commercials so I'm not, you know, interrupting my show. I go in another room, no one's in that room, no one can see, no one whatever. I just pray and I go handle my business. And my boss knows and like they're very open, very like they're, of course, they're okay with it. Like, I mean, yeah. I'm lucky that they're okay with it, but uh, I don't make a big deal out of it. Like, I'm not like, okay, everybody, stop the music. Yeah. I'm just, I just go handle my business. Takes five minutes. I come right back. Didn't skip a beat. Yeah, I mean, it's, I mean, it's a positive thing. We yeah. need way more of that in this world, especially these days and times. Um, but if people don't understand it, like, especially in America, I feel like we're, if we don't know, we've never seen it. And we're obviously not really exposed to a lot in general. When you don't understand, you kind of had this preconceived judgment. Even if you don't think you're judging it, you probably are. You just don't get it. Yeah. I talked like when I was first getting my night show, when I was getting the night show, what is this? 2000, maybe like 
six, were you at Front Range 17. at this point? No, I don't. I don't. Rosa oh, yeah. and I met at CrossFit. Well, actually, yes. did I know you through? So Rosa went to school with my younger brother, and I coached at the high school. But I didn't know you. At she the was time. at. I didn't. I thought you were at Front Range. It, but then we met through CrossFit essentially. Yeah, but no, I didn't um, know you when you were at the high school that I, I was at. You, you, I didn't know you. When, when I was you coaching, were teaching. no, and okay. then I, met no, you I was at definitely Front. not teaching. Just yeah, coaching. I, mean, yeah. <laughs> Major I definitely. I did not. I didn't know you. Um, I didn't know you at that point, and then I met you through at CrossFit. Okay. I was like 16, 17. But you were interning at 107.5 then. Yeah, 17. Yeah. I, okay. Last month, alhamdulillah, was my eighth year. See, I'm picking up. Uh, <laughs> okay. Eighth year. Isn't that crazy? It's about to be a decade. I'm 25. That's eight Young years. Young human getting it done. No, though. but That's I. commitment, though. I theme, themes here. I completely forgot that I was like eight years. So I saw it on like a calendar, and I was like, holy smokes. I hope you're reminding years. them. No, yeah, they have this thing by the elevator where it shows like everybody's like an- like birthday anniversaries and like how long they've been their anniversary. And your girl's at like the tippy top. Like I'm yes. with OGs, like me eight years, ten. Like I'm up there, and I'm like, yes. you're like how old are you? I'm like, I guess I was born here. I I was born working here. We used to call you high school and CrossFit. Just that uh, is true. Some of you still do. The, uh, I don't really anymore. Gibbs does, but I'm back. <laughs> I mean, somebody's gotta embrace the brand, but it's not a big deal. Right. I use a lot of Botox for that. So so it's okay. I need to. I'm. I'm like. No, you're know. not you even. Guys, like, no, embrace looking, it. Like, stop. Lip injections, stop it. Maybe. No. no. Okay. Back to more important things. Yes. This is definitely the juxtaposition. Turmeric and tequila. Um. I know, huh? Okay. Being. I'm super fascinated. I have so much respect for you, obviously, because you're Thank my friend, you. and I try and hang out with varsity humans most of the time, as we know. Right. Uh, I'm very varsity. But I. But no. But I'm. I'm fascinated. The more like I love. I am very genuinely lucky to have an incredibly diverse group of humans yeah, in my for world. Sure. Not just like race and gender but just different beliefs, different ways of living, different approach on life, like you name it. And probably one of my friends are doing it, uh, which is amazing. Yes. However, in, in Colorado in particular, we're not the most diverse situation. So if anything's happening outside of the box, people are wondering what's going on. I do think people are accepting, but they're just like curious. Yeah. I, I think that as much as like 2020 is like, we're what is it called like we're breaking boundaries we're not you know yeah. it's like as much as we say what is it called you know like breaking barriers or as as much as we're leaping and we're growing evolving and evolving and- we're not so when i was getting the night show i remember this is this had to be i can't even remember 2017 2017 and i was having a meeting with the general manager about like contracts and just stuff like that. this was going into my first like ever contract first ever radio like i was not gonna be part-time anymore i was going for the night show and I was in negotiations and she was like, yo, like I heard, you know, you pray and like you're Muslim. She's like, that's super cool. Like, would you ever wear like a hijab like all day, every day? And but she knew hijab even. Like, yeah, I'm yeah. Like she was, she, yeah. So I was like, um, I told her and I asked her, I was like, I don't, I don't know if it's me not comfortable yet or the world isn't like, I don't know if the world would be accepting. Like I told her, I was like, listen, it's it's cool until it's not in a way yet. Yeah. And I think it's like, I was like, I walk in here and I handle my business behind closed doors. Not in a bad way because I'm not going to, like what? That's what I, that's what anybody, you know, it's just, it's for me. But if I walked in here wearing a hijab every day, the dynamic would completely change of yeah. my show, of the way people treat me, of the way I'm looked at in entertainment. And like, if I'm going on stage interviewing Trippy Red in a hijab, that's going to be, I don't know if it's, I don't know what might happen, but it's definitely going to be like a topic of conversation consistently. And like, yeah. I'm not one person to wear, to have one thing as my entire, my entire identity ever. What, like, you know what I mean? And so. Uh, that's what, exactly. You, yeah. You it's like, things. I don't want people yeah. to be like, oh, Rosa, she's just Muslim or Rosa's just radio person. Rosa's just, I don't want that. And I feel like if, like, I don't know if as much as 
innovative we are in 2020, I don't know if we're there yet. And we might be, and I and maybe I, I don't know. I'm just I haven't been there, or it's it. Everything is cool until it's not. I was reading in my book yesterday. It was saying like us uh, humans, what we feel in our heart and what we know is right, and when we want to take a stance on something. We say it, but then when it's time to take action to the things we're saying, we don't come through, Mm -hmm. you know? And so people are like, oh, that's cool and cool. It's cool until they see me do it. And then they're like, are they going to stand up for me? Are they going to whatever, you know? Or it's like anything that we do. We're all about, you know, movements and this and that. Like, are you going to actually vote? Are you going to put action behind what you say? And I don't feel like a lot of people are there. And I think that's what 2020 kind of exposed. Well, I think, I mean, I'll take that though. Even if the band-aids at minimum getting ripped off and getting exposed, even with some of my close friends, I'm pretty surprised how uh, I'll be 40 in October, October 21st coming up. Yes. Shout I feel like you're the only person who had like a bad person that, that I didn't say happy birthday month. And especially me, you no, know, I celebrate I know, my birthdays. I'm like, like I it thought is about the day. it, but then I was like, I'm not going to text her and say happy birthday month. Like, no, <laughs> yes, I, I felt like I was you a, actually thought about it though. So I still win. I thought I was a bad person. I was like. <laughs> No, dude. I was like, is it not normal? And I was like, yeah, it's not normal to text somebody happy birthday month. <laughs> Nothing. Yes, it is normal. This, I mean, we're here to make the not normal normal. I'm That's excited for this list. party. What is it? Yes. 26th. 20, uh, 24th. 24th. Saturday. At yes. 6 p.m. COVID's mixing it up, but I got my step and repeat today. Like, we're going to do it right. Anyways, um, I, I think the Band-Aids ripped off in 2020. I can't wait to see what's happening in 2021. Do I think we've had this massive evolution? No. Do I think doors have been kicked down and, peop- and there's exposure and transparency? Yes. And even some of my friends, I, we've had these conversations, you know, lots of privileged white humans, Uh myself included. However, it's conversations of like, I'm here for, but I I don't recycle and I I've never voted before. And I'm like, what? Yeah. Like, and these are some people that are like on the front lines. Like everybody is down to do it until it might affect their life. And then they're like, Oh yeah. But you know what I mean? I feel like America lives in this, in this weird thing where the, those at the top or like the fact that one percent of the people have all the money is nuts to me number one yeah but number two we live in a society where like people feel like they have to overindulge and they have to be greedy because there isn't enough to go around which is the complete opposite but who, who sells us that message For example this our society and marketing our so- and, business and our society culture. is filled with those people who believe in patriarchy and yeah. those very few people who get to decide the imagery that we see are those who believe in patriarchy so until we challenge the authority or until we continuously make sure that we are being living it through a love ethic i don't think that will change you know and it's weird because all we see is violence or you know what i mean things that are if we only if we only saw love and this is getting whatever but if like we only saw love and positive things on tv then when we saw something negative happen we would be more likely to speak up but we see so much violence and so much things that are not okay on tv that when they happen in real life we're more keen to them or acceptable to them but it's this kind of societal patriarchy this and why though because consumers we're consumers and they they tell us what to think and if we were they our society uh in instills fear in us right and fear is like we ha- we do everything we can in our life to be safe to be safe and to be in this bubble right and our society makes it that way because they say anything that's uncomfortable anything that's outside of your bubble you shouldn't do because that's fear right but Think about it. When they gave us a laptop, we adapted to the laptop. We adapted to the iPhone. So we were able to adapt to new things. So we're not scared of things. It's what society tells us. And so we live in this really weird patriarchal society where it's okay to have one one gender 
dominate over another and you know one type of person dominate over another and people believe that if they have millions of dollars that they need to keep those millions of dollars because they might lose them instead of this thing of like communion and sharing Mm -hmm. think about it when covid happened people went and bought hundreds of things of toilet paper myopic space what the hell you know what i mean like and they weren't considering the next person they were like it's about me and that i think that was a prime example of how our society our patriarchy all of it played like covid and this entire black lives matter movement and and the the, uh, election coming up in november all is this cycle that is is just exposing every aspect and it just shows how it's a circle and it's all connected. Yeah. No, I, you we, know, we talk about no this other country bought hundreds of toilet paper each person. We don't need That's that ridiculous. much. That's ridiculous. Like, what thousands Stop of sanitizer? So like yeah. what? It's like, come on, you need three. Well, and also, like, again, what about your neighbor? But I think we talk about this a lot on Tarik and Tila. No, no, that's that's why we're here. Get, get aggressive. Let it all flow. Like, mm-hmm. You need to do some push-ups by all means. There's not a lot of room, but don't kick a light or the, or the screen. Very nice but no, light. reality is nothing more applied, uh, applied meaning, like really old-school philosophy. Yeah. Like, who's creating this meaning? Yeah. And this is literally, quite literally why I started the podcast, which is small and growing, but we'll hear we'll take our stance, because our young humans are consuming this digital reality yeah. all the time. So they're thinking... I need more. I need to buy more. I need to be skinnier. I need to be tanner. I need to be whatever. I need to do. And it's like, who sold illusions that we buy? So we got to stop buying it. Stop it. Because first of all, most of it's not attainable. It's a filter. It's a fake rented Lamborghini. The rap video is not real. Mm -hmm. The tan, it's a fake booty from the app. Like it's not what it is. Also, if you really realize who's monetizing your, you and your thoughts and your buying behavior, it's disgusting. Oh, watch yeah. the social dilemma. Yeah, I know that. I watched Deep it. Resource. I was, you know what was so sad about watching the social dilemma is I was like, oh, this is not anything I don't know. Like we Most know, people did say that. You know yeah, what I mean? We like know. I know there's someone like who is programming. Like TikTok is genius. Yeah. I I'll like one thing on TikTok knowing I'm gonna get more of that and knowing yeah. I'm gonna curate my page. It's crazy, but I'm like, no, I know, I know. you know what I mean? I'm not, we're we're indulging because I I'm here for I actually like social media. Because I do think it's a connection point. I think do think yeah, it's a platform. But there's got to be a major balance. To me, it's just like nutrition. Like, you know when you're eating a donut. You know when you're eating a pizza. You know when you're eating a donut, pizza, and tequila. Yeah. You're going to wake up feeling like shit. Sometimes yeah. it's worth it. But you know what you're doing. Yeah. Most people, I really think, know how to quote unquote eat right. Or I'll say a lot of people. But yeah. like that doesn't mean we're going to do it all but the I time. But I think what's so scary is like, I was, okay, I'm 25, right? I was born in 1995. That means when I was coming up, I was getting a cell phone, the flip phone, which you got your minutes after, or you got your free text after nine at a decent age. I'm like, I'm like 13, 14, as in phones are not accessible like that. Not yeah. everyone has a phone. There is no internet on the phone. And I'm, I'm a millennial. I look at the kids now yeah. and their iPad, they're, they know how, the number Dude, one. two-year-olds watch kids on YouTube. The number one YouTubers are all billionaires yeah. off kid channels. And like yeah. the parents give the kid to the, the lap, the iPad to the kid to be, so I'm like, wow, you guys are raised on this stuff. And I'm like, when I was coming up, there was, I didn't have a Facebook. Like you weren't, my parents didn't allow me to have Facebook. I didn't have Facebook till after college. MySpace. Yeah. Thank God. You know what I mean? But like yeah. I was, everything was monitored and it was like the first time. Now these kids have access to whatever, however, whenever. And if I was 12 and someone told me that I was ugly, of course I'm going to believe them. What? Yeah. The, why would I not, you know? You don't know any better. So I think that's what's crazy is I'm, I've am i had social media, but, like, I'm still relatively millennial, and I still think it's kind of crazy. And I can only imagine anybody who's born in a 2000, you know what I mean? It's like you have access to whatever you want. But I get it, though, because 
it, it 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 connects people. It brings so much. You got to balance. And, and even if you yeah. like, even if you start shutting companies down, what have you, just like yeah. drug, sex, and alcohol, kids are gonna do what they want to do. They're yeah. gonna find a way. I think you got to educate the parents. Parents be open minded to it, and then be open minded. The kids are already exposed to stuff. Have some yeah. conversations about things. On the flip side, they can see like what is. What does it mean to be Muslim? Why? What does it mean to play, right. pray five times? Like on the flip side, you can lean into some of these things. Your parents sure as hell don't know. Right. But you can kind of go down a journey of like, oh, my friend does this. I would love to learn more about this. Right. Let me understand. Yeah, but that's uh, we're grown adults with with yeah. working brains who understand that. Yeah. Over half the people who are on that are not grown adults who have the brain to understand this is what I want to see. This yeah. is what I not. They're seeing half naked girls online yeah. and guys with abs and people with a lot of followers like even look at tiktok like when i was like facebook no one was putting i would not be allowed to post a bikini photo of myself now the number one tiktokers are freaking 17 yeah. years old half naked uh, I know. and i'm like wow even my generation is like oh my god like yeah. we don't we didn't we never did that so it's just gonna because guess what sex sells and unfortunately like just the concept of tiktok is so cringe like I love the app because it's so funny and like I'll be on it makes me laugh but then I'm like oh like there's this 12 year old girl looking and you see at much this, effort goes into it looking at another <laughs> one half day. naked and I'm like oh this is what she thinks is pretty and this is what she thinks and the one that are half naked gets hundreds of millions of views and I'm just like I'm like is this kind of like predatory it's just weird it is predatory are you kidding me who the do you think it's a total basement creeper sitting there watching young humans videos yeah, it's Netflix weird. just um their cuties dancing I didn't watch it but got shut down um, it was it's like kids weird. dancing. Or something. It's, it's too weird. much. Yeah. Uh, but I think that's where companies need to step in and take social and moral responsibility, not to promote, not to talk about it. And this is a perfect segue because I, I really want to champion um, your job situation where they've mm -hmm. let you go march, be open, be oh, supportive, yes. yeah. talk about it. Like, give us a little. Like, I really go out of my way to champion companies doing it right because I think that's our yeah, no. major point of I give evolution. So much credit to KS. Like the second everything kind of went down my bosses like it wasn't even a question he was like what are we doing how can we help who do we need to talk to and i was like i thought it was cool so the first i was at the first uh protest on it was like a thursday and i went and then i i right after george floyd yes that day okay. like not that day or like a couple days after like when it hit the news yeah we were out there and i remember i went uh, live on our Facebook page from KS, which now looking back probably wasn't the safest thing. But I mean, it was a very yeah. safe protest. 100,000 people were on that Facebook live. And my bosses were calling me like, hey, stay safe. But like, and one of my coworkers was in the studio like, hey, step away and, and give me a, a live call in so we can put this on there and tell people what's going on. Like it was that immediate of like, People need to know that this is injured. Was there know, any just, conversation of like, should we do this? Or like, were they hesitant at all? It was just, how do we do this safely? Yeah. How do we do this? And mind you, it's COVID. So we're not going to be like, everybody rush down to a protest without math. Yeah. Like you can't, that's not the point. You know, we don't want to infect more things. But to, I think once, once things get tricky in the world or one things, when things get serious, we stop becoming like like we're always about the music but then we become informative like you're listening but to you're, me. you're informing all the time anyways that's right. what people but now it's don't like even it. more now it's 100%. like oh okay we just saw on the news that schools are closed next week hey schools are, you know so people yeah. still a lot of people still listen to the radio to get their information so i might be updating somebody on hey the bus system is down or yeah. you know things like the there's not they're not doing the light rail anymore or hey covid testing here or stuff like that so we become super informative so it's important that we have our facts right but yeah i was at that first protest and it wasn't even a question they were like hey call in like what is your experience you know so they were all down for it and then we kind of talked after and i was like hey what how do we go about this? I've never 
been involved in a protest like that. No, nothing's been no, like you know this. What I mean? Not like COVID, this year, Black Lives Matter. Exactly. Not, I mean, this is all new. Right. So we just had meetings and I would just be like, all right, what's appropriate? What's not? And my boss was always just like, yo, be yourself. Be authentically yeah. yourself. But like. And this is a white male. Just, I'm just yeah, curious. Yeah. Okay. And but, so like, he, like, I'm okay. Right, good. He, but he was just like, don't do no stupid. Don't anything. do anything dumb. Which yeah. I would do. Not even in regard to approach. Just in general. He's like, don't do just anything. Just to be smart and be safe. Be smart. He's like, be very yeah. smart. Be very safe. Make sure, you know, we have your location. Stuff like that. Be safe about it. So then when, and then my boss attended protests. Like we all went, we all went to multiple peaceful protests. It was amazing. We would relay it back on air, you know, and we would tell people that it was peaceful. And if you, because at this point, America's mad and they have the right to be, but it was like, how do we tell people, inform them on what's going on? But also do it in the safest way possible. You know, we're not out there like go. We're not. We're not saying that. We're saying if you're going, this is this is where it's happening. This is what's happening. Be peaceful. Wear a mask. Social distance. So that was that. And then we find out about Eliza McLean. We were also present on the lines protesting. And we have these things called like promos and sweepers where they run in between songs or in between commercial breaks. And a lot of them are. We have about three right now that are running about voting about how black lives matter so and essentially paid spots that are not getting paid yes of course so i'm always yes. impressed with companies like again like one oh, thing, yes. it's one we're thing we talk about but then when you actually put your money where your mouth is yes. it's a big we're filling deal. promos like all of our promos have changed to this is what's going on in our in our culture in our in our world right now this is how you vote this is where you register this is who you need to call and who does this come from does this come from your boss or like higher because it's like a bigger telecom right so company. it comes from what i know it comes from my boss but he has gotten improvement from this this that okay. so which says a in, lot these are yeah. multi-billion my boss has situations. been emailing uh the uh aurora public uh or the aurora police department every week saying what is the update on elijah mcclain and okay. when they don't email him back he cc's hundreds of people and has been on them you know like we're here we're not here just for the looks we are in this thing so when uh we have the george floyd uh we had the george floyd promos running we have the elijah mcclain promos running we have the vote the voting matters every saturday we've been at a different location around the city registering people to vote we partner with like alpha phi alpha they're like because you have to get like certified registered so they are okay so they're the ones actually registering people to vote and so uh, we're out there on the streets giving people the address, come meet us here, we're here for two hours. And then recently we started partnering with the mayor's office to hand out free boxes of food, baby diapers, uh, pet food, uh, even like shavers, like female pro- products and registering you to vote and we're doing it safely. It's like a car drive up and we're getting hundreds of tons of food. This morning we were doing it and the Denver Rescue Mission found out who we love and they pulled up on us with like trucks of food as well. And we were able to, to feed the community because, I mean, tough times are going on right now. And if we yeah. have this platform, we genuinely might as well use it because, like, what else are what, – what, if you don't, if you have a platform and you're not using it right now, then I really think you need to question what the hell you're doing in your life. Well, the good Regardless news is – Regardless of how big or small your platform is. I completely agree. And I think the good news is a lot of – these big players are paying attention and the ones that aren't that's fine too because i think the consumer is so savvy again another upside of social media the consumer young human knows who made the product where it came from do you have a diverse group yeah. of employees uh is this ethically raised and is mind it, you this is corporate this is fortune that's what i'm saying this is a big deal these are major changes been, you know we've been doing everything we can to help the community do it safely do it responsibly but like it's just like i I've I've never been more in awe and honored to work somewhere, you know, because yeah. I'm like, wow, we're like really out here. We're in these streets. We're out. And yeah. I think for Election Day, we're going to actually all be at a poll or like different polls. Okay. Doing our shows live from polls, like come vote, you know. Are you ready for Election Day? 
no. So I'm, either way, I think it's gonna be insane, I'm man. To, I'm trying to go to Jamaica. Like I'm out. Oh, I'm that's out. right. That's I'm right. out a couple days after. So Dude. when things, I'm just gonna be like, oh, I didn't see it happen. Oh. It didn't. I don't know, and I'm out, and then I'll come back and deal with it. But like, it's gonna I, be a thing. Yeah, I, it's gonna like. There's been multiple times where I'm even on air, and I'm like. I, I'll have a hard time doing a show because I'm so mentally distraught yeah. with like system information overload, which is fine. But like just the state of the world that we're in sometimes. Yeah. And it's like this balance of, okay, you're tuning in because you're here for the music. You're here for me. We're here to have a good time, but like, we're not going to disregard what's happening. So it's that balance of both of like, this is how you vote, but this is some new music. You know I think I mean? that's okay. Like I, again, you can wear all the hats. You can be all the things. Turmeric mm-hmm. and tequila, brand yes. shout out. But no, but really, and I actually think yes, there are going to be a lot of people that aren't going to change their ways. They probably won't vote. They probably won't right. do. It. But on the flip side, I actually think they will vote. And I'm optimistically putting this into universe. I think our young humans will show up. Our new 18 year olds, the ones that care, have been watching things. Yeah. I don't care if you're watching the debates. You're watching SNL. Usually SNL is better. Uh, whatever it is, like it, I think I they're going to show up. Those debates got juicy. Dude, I can't wait to see my Rudolph like, play. I love trash, sorry, reality TV. And I was like, this is topping it. I'm it's like, real, the though. Shade, this the is drama. the crap. Yeah. Creme de la creme, speaking yeah. the way they Chef's speak. Kiss, I'm like, I'm like, are you guys, I'm like, am I just too old? Or am I finally old enough to know everyone here is lying? I'm like, what is well, this? They know it. It's like, so we're having weird. a debate. They give questions. No one's answering the questions. No one is I'm answering like... the questions. The, I want them to do the whole thing where it's like, Talk Shut if the you mic. have the stick. Talk yeah. if, you have the, if you don't have the magic stick, you can't talk. Like can't, That's like Girl Scout Camp 101. That's what they Some need. But I'm like, yeah. They'd say something, and I'm like, I'm like, girl, am I living you, in the same world? Like, they're literally like, it's like, hey, how are you? Like, I'm here to talk about da-da. And it's like, I didn't even yeah. ask you the question, but Watching okay. things like that stresses me out because I'm like four more... Ugh, America is in a weird state. But honestly, as crazy as what I've been saying to myself is as crazy as the state that we're in, everything happens for a reason. I think yeah. it was the world shuts down where we have nothing better to do but look at our phones and sit at home. And then what do we see on our phones? George Floyd, and it makes us get up and take action. Yeah. It was like there was nothing else to see but that. It got everybody's center of attention. Not even know? just in America, so though. Think, the world exactly. stood up. You see protests in Australia. Right. I was blown away. Yeah. That people, because I don't know, in my travels, I haven't experienced the best where... It's because nobody was People don't love Americans. Nobody was out in the club. Nobody was out here. Nobody was watching anything new on TV. No one was at a concert. Everybody was sitting at home doing nothing, and it popped up on everybody's street. That's why I hate social media, but I love it, because I can find out something that happened in Wisconsin 10 minutes later. So it's, I think, as bad as things can be, I think it all happened for a reason. Well, I mean, on that note, do you think it's very serendipitous, meaning it's you're right on time, you happen to be a person of color, you happen to be on the mic, you happen to be okay with speaking your voice, you happen to be with a company that's okay with you speaking a voice, like you happen to be, check all these boxes, Mm -hmm. and here we are right now where we need someone, again, being the informant on the mic, and you have experience, heart space, and mindset all in play. Yeah, I think everything happens for a reason, and like the things that we took for granted we don't anymore the things yeah. that we used to value we i don't value anymore the things i used to think or care about i don't think or care about anymore i think this year has completely changed me and those around me and those who want to change as like i said before as crazy as this year is i really feel like this year is a year of transformation mm-hmm. it's a year of inner growth it's a year where 
society doesn't get to dictate your happiness anymore because we live in a society where your goal your work your work goals are what validate you you know if you get a raise if you did then you feel like you're good and you're better but then we completely forget about our inner self our actual goals what are your real goals you know what are your personal goals and i think this year was allowing us to focus on those personal goals i think this year allowed us to finally be in touch with ourselves and made us do the hard work that we had distractions where we didn't have to i think that's what this year is and i always tell myself like i'll as much as it sucks, I'll be damned to come out of this worse. That's what I always tell myself. Like, yeah. it, the best part about doing self work now is you don't have FOMO. Right. Well, you know I mean, yeah, I mean? you're literally not missing anything. I think the pause anything. is, and I have so much respect for anyone that's lost someone, which I have some friends that have lost parents and anyone that's been afflicted by the illness, uh, by COVID, mm-hmm. loss of jobs, loss of businesses. Like, my heart goes out to all of those situations. And if there's any positive in any of that deep sacrifice, is that I do think it's this deep breakdown breakthrough of yeah, breakdown, we got to get this right of what's going on actually like who's selling us what who's leading us where yeah. why are we doing this do we even care about this or why are we you know killing ourselves to work 80 hours a week for to buy things we don't One care of about my most favorite things that happened this happened like two weeks ago I woke up and I was like oh what day is it yeah and I was like wow the last time <laughs> I told myself what day is it and I completely love my job that's why I'm like that's crazy is I love my job and I still get stressed the hell out sometimes, you know? Everybody yeah, does. Of course. But it's like, I didn't know what day it was, and I was genuinely so happy. I yeah. was my, my purely happy. I don't know if it's because I'm 25 now, and my brain is starting to work different, but, like, I appreciate little things like the trees changing colors yeah. or the sun rising and the sun setting and the breeze of something. Not going out and getting lit and going to a club. Like, those don't, don't appeal to me anymore, but it took COVID to be like, Oh, hey, by the way, you don't have any of that stuff anymore, and you're fine. And it goes back to what you said of, yeah, a lot of Americans do this thing where they work five days a week to get, what, 48 hours of their own time, and then they go right back and work for the man every night and day. You know, it's so weird. And I think what this made us realize is, first off, with technology, especially a lot of my friends who are in the, whether it's tech space, finance, any place that there's a computer, are all going to be able to work from home forever simply forever so it's completely changing the dynamic of the workspace i think workspaces will only have up to 50 percent capacity maybe and people's productivity levels even sometimes more at home because they get up and they're motivated to get the work done so they can go have their free time or they're in their space they're not they don't have you know that that co-worker buzzing in their ear or that maybe not the best work environment so it's like it's completely changing number one but i think it's making especially my generation is making us realize hey man, what really makes you happy? And let's go do that because we all try to be great employees. We all try to do all that. At the end of the day, what is gonna be okay with you? Because even trying to be the best employee isn't gonna make you happy sometimes, so. Oh, I I think most people, especially like my age moving forward, they look back and they're like, I wanna be an entrepreneur now. I wanna start doing these things where I'm more free now. And I'm like, I I totally get it. Thankfully, I didn't know what I was doing as a young human, but I I played it right for my personality, unknowingly so. And it's kind of worked out with some major trials and tribulations. Let's put that out there. Um, But I, 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 again, I think we are sold this idea of this is what you do. You go to college, you get a nine to five, get married, do this. Yeah. And then you wake up and you're 50 years old and you're like, what the fuck have I been doing? Why? My friend who's uh, also Muslim and um, we we went to a dinner a week ago and she said something that I don't think I'll ever forget she was like hey guys did you know kids 
aren't an accomplishment. And I was like, my friends with her, do I know her? But I was like, whoa, when she said that, I was like, damn. Not that I'm against parents at all, but it's And I was talking to my friends about, we've been having this conversation a lot over the last couple months and year about how we feel like we were failures if we didn't have kids and were married by 30. Wait, 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 let's unpack that. Wait, do you think that's a Muslim thing or do you think that's an American thing? No, that's an American, that's a thing. Oh, I completely agree. That's like a woman thing. Oh, Muslims is even... Arab culture, people, when I was 22 and didn't have a kid, people were looking at my mom like, what's wrong with her? Like, oh, yeah. In America, they're like, my you made had, it to 22, good job. My mom <laughs> had five kids in, in, by 25. Uh, yeah, by 25. But are also... Okay. My mom had four by 30. Very understanding. Think, but... Our cultures are very different. Yes. From, in Saudi Arabia or, you know, in, in my Arab culture, women get married earlier, you know, and uh, you have kids earlier, which is completely fine. But I I had a conversation with my mom about this literally last night. And I told her, I was like, mom, you always tell me, marry a rich man. And I said, mom, I am that rich man. I was like, I want to Oh, that's be. a quote from the share. I, well, I heard that. It yes. Was a, it was thing, but I literally said, I okay. was like, I, I want to be that rich man. Like, okay. I want to be that CEO at the table. And she was like, damn. She's like, but kids, like, I just want a kid. I'm like, I will get you a she grandkid. Wants a, but she's, she's, got, she's got her business that's now. That's what I like, told her. I'm even... like, you are popping. I know your mom. You Stop. know what I mean? So, Stop. But, but I get where she's coming from. We, but we, Like I said, we come from a very different generation. But yeah. it's still, because what do we do? I live a life, like we live a life where we please those around us, our family, our parents, whatever yeah. this, that. And they, what they came from is you have married marriage and kids by 30. That's what they instilled in us. And now, but we're looking around in the world. I'm like, I say this all the time on the radio and I'm like, can someone legitimately answer me? If I'm supposed to be married and have kids by 30, do I get this year of COVID back? Do I get yeah. this? You kept me in the house for seven months and you guys are so freaking pressed on time. And so give me the seven months back. If but So then it, it shows to this aspect of time is a freaking illusion and stop putting barriers on yourself. And to, don't give your, it's amazing to give yourself goals, but don't give yourself negative goals. As in, if I don't do this by 30, I'm a loser. Do not put that pressure on yourself. And I know yeah. so many friends who are in certain relationships because they're supposed to be in that relationship and because they need to have marriage and kids by 30. But I'm like, girl, you're not happy. But I was in that too. Like last year, I don't know what got into me. I was like, damn, I need to have marriage and kids by 30. Like, oh my God. Like then I thought about it and I was like, wait a minute. First off, we're trash right now. Like we're literally trash. Well, you got to think like people logistically are out here getting their, their legs stepped on and yeah, people are out no. here, you know, all this crazy stuff. Do you want to bring a kid in this world at this point? Number one. And number two, I, when COVID happened, I got to ask myself for the first time in my entire life, which was also a problem. What do I want for myself? Yeah. And I was so focused on my um, work goals that I didn't have any personal goals, but that's okay because well, not okay, but that's what I was taught. You you put your head down and you grind, but I totally lacked who is Rosa, yeah. which is fine, but that's what gave me the time to, to figure that out and understand that. But I was talking to my friend the other day, and I was like, girl, we have to take this pressure off of us. Yeah. I'm like, people generations ago had to have kids by 25, 30 because there wasn't even medicine to keep us alive that long. You know, now we live hemmed in that longer lives and do things. I'm like, we don't have to have... Kelly Rowland is a beautiful queen, and she 40, just, just had her second yeah, kid. Yeah, I'm yes. like queen. I'm like she looks because so healthy. She's the girl that like you. You would never know she's pregnant because she like has the kid and looks normal again. She's but like back saying, to the survivor she, video. I'm like I would be damned if she felt pressure her whole life. Like yeah. that means from 30 to 40. What is she? 40. 
she's, I think she is 40 now. So I'm like, she's for 10 years, she thought I, she was a loser because she didn't have kids. After, like, it's yeah. just like, what are we doing? But then you see so, people that do have kids. And I'm not, kids to me are a blessing. If you create a life, it's a course. blessing. I want, and, I want so many kids. But, but like, there's dang. logistics to it. Like, can you afford it? Can you bring, and, and I think people, they figure out, my family just figured out there was a for sure no plan. If you know me, I'm kind of a non, non-planned human and I come from, the apple doesn't fall far from the tree. Mm-hmm. Hence, I've kind of learned being like, okay, we're going to pause. If we're doing turmeric and tequila, we don't need to have a bassinet right here. Maybe yeah, not yet. and when my friend said it's you not gotta an have a accomplishment, plan. and I was like, wow. That's like, that's deep, though. When I mean, she said that, I was like, you're sorry. It's not to diss people that do have kids or say it's not hard, and it's not a blessing. Take my baby here. Look, I had a baby. I'm not a loser. I had a baby. I'm, 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 I'm living. I'm living. And then I just thought about it, and I was like, yeah, you're so right. So in these last couple months, I've been able to take the pressure off me of like, this is what I'm supposed to do. It's like yeah. society puts these pressures on us, and then we judge ourselves and put pressure on ourselves before anyone else can. I completely took the personal judgment out of myself and said, What's going to make you happy today? Live in the present. And yeah. I'm not going to lie, Kato, in these last month or two, I've hemmed in that, never felt happier, never felt better, never felt more pure to my soul, more authentic. Sometimes I can't even go to bed at night because I get excited to wake up the next day to do whatever I want. And I'm like, and that includes my job as well. And I'm yeah. like, wow. And even my bosses and, and stuff, they're like, yo, you really kind of took on this new life. And I was people like- People notice the glow. When you figure it right, out, people notice the glow. Right, it's not even a glow. It's just this- thing where you have to just let what whatever it is be yeah whatever it is be and then if you're good with yourself yeah. nothing can touch you anymore but that takes you have to take the pressure off your family off you or what he said what she said what society says i look pretty and i think it took the world going to shit for us to realize they don't have it figured out nobody does exactly so i'm it's, not gonna fig. i'm not gonna try to do what you say because sir you don't know more than i do yeah so i'm gonna do whatever i want and wherever the wherever the path takes me i'm gonna go on dude you that's that you're lucky though that happened at the age it did i, I mean you know i'm in for intuitives i'm down with religion i'll talk about whatever I, any self-searching core values i spent good time and money and energy and i would it's the best money i've ever spent right. but like process to go through being like what's really going on and i consider myself confident down to earth like we're yeah. clear-minded we still have like deeply JV moments where it's oh, like, hun- what are you doing? Why are you we hanging out with this human? JV. Me and you oh. have that. We're not going to say. <laughs> we're not gonna, we're gonna let it pass. I've had JV moments oh. in that house over there. <laughs> yes. I've had Facts. multiple where I woke up and I'm like, get your shit together. Yeah. I'm like, KO, do you know what to do? And you're looking at me and I'm like, you're the adult here. Like, you're. No. Like, can you help me? You're like, college sorority house is happening. Oh, the but you, but, but, but also, you have to go through that yes, to know. All things are on time. Yes, all you things have to are go time. through things to know what you want. Wait, so, okay, let's let's talk about this. Because yes. I do, I love how being in American society, being a Muslim, uh-huh. being on the radio, it's a big deal. How much do you think, like, what, I think it's hard for any kid to stay committed to anything, whether your family believes in, or they're all baseball players, and maybe you want to play yeah. ping pong. How did, what made you stick to wanting to continue to pack, practice the Muslim faith, and how much of it made you grounded throughout moments like years oh, like this? wow. Loaded I don't think question. I've ever talked about that out loud. Um, I think, um... So my mom used to always, so my mom's pretty religious, I, but like she, you know, my mom's you, yeah. just like me, you wouldn't, I was going to say you guys are literally spirit animals. You wouldn't know that I was like, not like, I'm, I don't even know if I'm ultra. I don't know. I just do what I do because it yeah. makes me happy. But I think you're mom, committed to the things you're committed yeah, to. Yeah. And it, but it doesn't like define me. Like my mom, 100%. would you think she was 10 times more religious than I am? Why not? She's cool. She's just chilling. You know, what we mm-hmm. do is for us. But my mom told me as I got older, she said that. You know, my mom's religious. My family's religious. We're, we're, we come, whatever. And so she said, I taught you guys to pray 
because that was my duty as a mom, you know? And she's like, I taught you guys the, the foundations of the religion because you came out of me, you know what I mean? So she was like, I birthed you. And it was like, how do you explain? I, like I said, I've never said this out loud, but she said that it was my duty to teach you the ways that I knew. And then she's like, when you get older, you get, you decide what you want to do. My mom has never forced us to pray. That seems very has progressive. Never, whatever. But as I got older, I think I've been praying every day, five times a day. Alhamdulillah, since I was like 12, 13. Mm-hmm. So it's just, first off, it's a habit. It becomes yeah. a part of who you are. That's why I've always stayed committed. But number two, I it was never pushed down my throat in that way. And I got to make the choice as an as a teenager pre whatever as an adult that i want to do this you know what i mean my mom gets annoyed by me because i'm like let's pray together let's pray together and she's just she prays (laughs) but she's like can you give me five minutes and i'm like let's pray let's pray i like to pray on time you know and she's like damn so if anything she's like please get out of my face but um i stay committed to the religion because it's almost like a sense of meditation five times a day it's a sense of I always tell people this, if I can get up and pray five times a day, I can do anything in this world. Yeah. If I can go through Ramadan and not eat for a month, you want to talk more about that. Up, Continue on this, but I want you I to can do anything in the world. The discipline yeah. is there, the focus, the determination, the willpower. If I say I'm going to do something, I do it, regardless of anything in my life. Mm-hmm. Nothing is harder than waking up at five in the morning and putting your feet in water and washing your whole body and praying when you're tired. You know what yeah. I mean? When you when you want to be asleep. Do you or, do that every single morning? Yes. I sometimes like when I was younger, <laughs> I would say, forget. Are you sure? <laughs> no, when I was younger, I would forget or whatever, and then I would make it up, this, that. But now that I'm older, I do wake up as much as possible and do it. And like yeah. midday. How many times have you been like, hey, come here at six? And I'm like, okay, I'm like, I'll be there at six thirty. I'm just gonna pray my prayers. No, I already I, it's normal you know to me now, I mean? so I'm just it, like, whatever. But okay. it's normal to me now. You yeah. see how it's normal to me? I'm like, okay, I can go do that. Maybe if I wait ten more minutes, I can get this prayer in before. Mm-hmm. So it just becomes a part of who I am and it becomes a part of my daily routine and it becomes a part of my cycle becomes a part of engraved in my head and it's just something I do it's not something I think about even doing I mean I do think about it a lot but it's just like well if I put a pair of socks on I know did I wash before it's just a part of who I am and I've stayed committed because it's truly what brings me happiness I could be having the most hectic day at the radio station doing this interviewing that doing this that in but for five minutes the world stops I have this moment and I'm devoted to God and I have that connection and I take it off and I get right back into the hectic world to have. It's like all I can compare it about to people who've never whatever is just it's meditation scheduled throughout the day. Yeah, that's all it is. And so it brings me joy. It brings me happiness. I think now that I'm older, I hate that I keep saying that, but like it really is. I feel like I'm changing. It makes me exactly who I am and it yeah. makes me it. It's why I'm different. It's why I'm the way I am is because I'm able to do these things in front of the doors, behind the doors, whatever it is, it puts discipline in my head in regards to anything. If people, if someone is drinking all the time and they can't stop drinking, you know what I mean? It's like, I said I wasn't going to do that, so I'm not going to do it. You know what I mean? Or I said I'm going to commit to this 30-day challenge. I've committed to praying. I'm doing the 75 hard. But if I say I'm going to do something, I do it. That comes from my religion. If I didn't have that, I don't know... I don't know what I do. And like well, I, I say, it's I, early I don't skills. know anything else. There's nothing. Yeah. I don't know anything else, you know? Well, I think that's, we, uh, sport was kind of like our religion in my household. So we learned, right. and I'm a huge advocate, particularly for our young females to get into sports, learn teamwork, learn how to get along yeah. with other people, learn commitment. Yeah. Um, And I've gotten more into meditation. And like, even now, like it was really hard for me at first just to be still 
listen, be mindful. But now that I've gotten into it, my body craves it. Like I crave yeah. a timeout. So I think it's however you package it, it's so present. I crave it. The inner stillness, the, all of that. Like you crave, yeah. once you stick with something, uh, once you stick with a good habit for long enough, you start to crave the results yeah. instead of those immediate highs that we used to get before. You start to crave how your body looks or you crave how your mind works or you crave the the ideas that you have once you are okay with the inner stillness and the inner thoughts in your head mm-hmm. nothing can challenge you anymore someone yelling at me at work or someone on the street yelling at me or my sister doesn't challenge it doesn't affect me the way it used to because i'm okay with whatever is in my head yeah do you so are you you know you've been reading books at the challenge has there any been any major piece outside of religion and these grounding bases family i know you're trying to make it seem like i'm hella religious i'm still here for a good time no i think you're super balanced i've never talked about being if anyone knows you like i've never talked about being muslim this much in in but i think it's it's, out there it's really an important piece i mean you could compare your commitment to muslim uh religion to me to even crossfit or fitness like it was insane not in a bad way but like and mind you i grew up as an athlete basketball tennis cross country crossfit right those goals all came and then Determination all came from being Muslim of like I said I'm gonna do something. So I'm saying so like I think this is a bright light on a positive situation of like I think this is a really important conversation because it's a major guiding positive force in your world. Yeah. And I don't think a lot of people understand what religion is, what Muslims in America are like, and Mm -hmm. what people that can be all the things. Like I I think one another another good thing about 2020 is that you didn't it's starting to pull back the filter of oh this person i know kristen from crossfit but oh right. shit you're actually a professional like you're right. a wild animal in crossfit right. what do you do for work like what are you actually yeah. doing and this is real conversation so i don't i don't think like any one major brand we're talking about defines any one person exactly so i i, I think it's really important to talk about this space no, that right. the light yeah. has not been on right because yes because you don't talk about it. you don't it doesn't have to be on the forefront of what you do right. and i think it's really cool to be like yes bitch but you didn't know i'm also doing this yes. and this is a big deal and this is a positive guy no, you're force. Right. so queen you're anyways right. i'm just saying I, like, right. I, I got deep respect for it um on the flip side you kind of touched on like environment your family you're tight with your family i think mm-hmm. our families are completely different but also the mm-hmm. same we're not going to like monster truck events which you guys do um love that. but the people in your world like let's talk about the varsity and jvness how intentional are you about keeping good humans around you because again we are products of our environment wow. i don't care what it is wow i think that's i think for anyone who is in their early 20s or mid 20s or whatever it is the number one key in life is to surround yourself with people who think like you, who are like-minded, who are dedicated. Alhamdulillah, one of my friends is in law school. The other one is in med school. The other one is a very successful, alhamdulillah, architect. The other one is an engineer. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. They're out here doing incredible things. They're all dedicated. They all wake up. You know what I mean? So I think having friends and and... What's even cool about it is we all come from different aspects and like they know nothing about radio. I know nothing about being a lawyer, but I was over at my, every Saturday and Sunday now I spend at different friends' house and I'm like, she's like, all right, I'm studying for the bar. I'm like, bet I have to, I'm, I'm doing three interviews next week. I'm going to do my interviews. You said, I, when I tell you, KO, we put on our headphones. We're both in the same room I sitting on it. the floor and we just put our, get our work done for like 10 hours. That's what's so important is to have people around you who number one support you but think like you. If you're around, if you want to stop drinking and you're around people who all they do is drink, it's going to be very hard to stop your habit. And I think 
one when quarantine happened, we were all forced to be isolated in a way. So that sucked, but we got used to that. And then when we did start kind of coming out of it, I think it was it's very important to be intentional with who you hang out with and what you do. And my circle has, alhamdulillah, not changed because my girls have been my girls since, you know, ninth grade. But my the things I do now have changed. I don't go yeah. to, I literally don't go to certain people's houses because I know that's going to be a tempting environment, a toxic environment, something where I'm not going to get anything out of this positive. I start yeah. telling myself, like, what is your intention? If, if this is not going to benefit me in any way, then I should not be surrounding myself with it. They say those who have really good habits aren't because they have strong will. It's because they don't even put that shit in their environment. Facts. If you want to start eating healthy, don't even put chips in your house. You don't even have to be tempted to eat chips. You know, if you don't want to drink, don't go to so-and-so's house who has ragers every Friday. You're yeah. going to not drink. Get the alcohol out of your house. And I just use alcohol as an excuse uh, or like a, as an example. Anything, any substance, any kind of people, any food, any. Well, just hate, hateful talk. Like anything, Not being yeah. nice. Like generally Literally, bad energy once humans. Once you take that yeah. out of your life then everything around you is pure. And then that's the first step. Then you start aligning what you're thinking in your head. You start putting it out loud. You start saying it out loud with affirmations. You start writing it down. Journaling, oh my gosh, I'm on day 40. I mean, you've been good about it. I've, you I've, gotta turn this into a book at some I have point. like 170 pages of a journal what? for only a month. But like on the computer or physical? Computer, loosely? Oh, computer. okay. Because I type. See, environmentally I, friendly. I know. No, because I, I think fast and I need to get it out. And if I write it, I feel like I will change my thought to yeah. make it look good for whoever might see it or myself. I was going to say, it's evidence. Like exactly. It's in the universe. It's, it's on the computer. It's there. So whatever I said, if it's a misspell, I got it out fast instead of, I'll sound better. I wanted it to be yeah. so raw and so authentic. <laughs> but once you start journaling, it's like once you get your thoughts out there and you see it on paper, but like... You know, and it's so funny, like back in the day, things that used to like make me happy were just quick, easy, like quick, easy satisfactions, whatever. And now it makes me happy. I was telling my mom about it. I'm like, doesn't it feel good to check shit off your checklist? I'm like, it feels incredible. I'm like, I had a checklist of five things to do today and I did them all. And you know what I mean? And now I have like sticky notes in my room of like affirmations, you know? So it's cool. It's different. And it's not, I'm not full of shit. I'm just it's hard to let a uh, identity go but i'm letting a certain identity but you shed the skin like a snake you have to let it go everyone has to let whoever they were go before this and really try and do the hard i told myself i always tell people this i'm like i'd rather run a freaking marathon and do thousands of squats every day physical pain than mental work completely agree. mental work is so hard but dude to it's do. so rewarding oh, it's rewarding but it's like rehab every yeah, day and like when yeah. i'm done reading and journaling i'm like whoo like i need a nap like i, that I was mean it will hard. literally tap you like oh, your adrenals 100%. like chemically there's a, sw- a shift there yeah but once you start realizing what your purpose is and once you start seeing that light and once you start aligning everything together you can't unsee it you can't undo mm-hmm. it and I, I, I used to get mad at my past self, but now I'm like, I can't get mad at my past self because I didn't know any better. But You're now, a young human. But now I know better. So when you know better, yeah. you must do better. Do right by yourself. Do right by your family. Do right by your relationship. Do right by everyone. And if you do right by people, like, God will do right it by you. It will circle back. It will yeah. circle back. Well, but I also think you got to provide space and grace for your Mistakes. moments of JVness. Yeah, and like, even if you're good on in your own plan, there's going to be shit that happens yeah. where like you're Jamaica, like, what? JV, baby. Hey, <laughs> but you can't like pre-call and know I, you're I, just going to be a wild oh, asshole. I'm I mean, JV. But you, can, you, you can straight up have a good time and just 
be a wild animal. Like, let I think that's I think that's to important. Balance, like, yeah, yes, balance. you don't need to like be this perfect human. Yes, brand out all the time. Like, I think it's okay to be it. And like to really, I mean, you saw it a couple years ago, wrong humans in my life. Even to this day, I've had to yeah. filter out some friendships and yeah. be like. I love you, but I'm love you from here because it's just not serving, and that's really hard Good for you. No, and I'm proud of you, and I took after you with that too. And and at first, your initial feeling is always aloneness. You always yeah. feel alone, but then once you well, get, you feel bad too. You went bad. You feel alone. You feel kind of like an outsider. But once you get through that, if you, it's almost like we're programmed when we have a negative thought, get it out of my head. Just get it over yeah. with and keep moving. Now we're like, if I have a negative thought, I'm like, you're feeling. Why are we having this mm-hmm. thought? Never act on your emotional thought because I'll be out here calling people. Mm-hmm. Put but, all put all the sharp objects away. Right, but you let that thought and you sit with that aloneness and you yeah. sit with it, not for an, a minute, not for an hour, not for a day, for days. Yeah. Figure out exactly why you feel that way, and then you start realizing, oh, I don't feel alone. I'm alone because I'm choosing better for myself, and yeah. that's how you start changing your life. Every negative has a positive. And like, I took after you. Yeah. When you were like, so-and-so is not serving me. And I'm like, wow, like that's a long, <laughs> who says that, but it's so true. That's no, literally, so I quite true. literally had to say that. At one yeah. Point. It's, and, and I that's was like, okay. wow, you know, it's, it's like, I'm like, damn, like you're going to let go of somebody who you known for over a decade or so. But I'm like, it's a necessary step. Like yeah. you see those who are at the top, they don't give a shit, man. Like peace out. If you are not serving me and I'm not serving you, then what are we doing? Well, I think once you cut it off and you create that space, it's like you said, there's a vacancy there. It, it, there is a loneliness. However, you give it a little time and then you see good things come in. Yeah, then you're it's your remarkable. space with 10 times better people yes. or 10 times better things. Or just time for yourself. Yeah. Or just, I mean, a, a clarity of mind. It's like cleaning out your closet and you're like, damn, I really loved you know, that outfit from 94, <laughs> neon <laughs> pants, which I saved. But some other stuff that you saved and you're like, then you got all the space in your closet, you put in some new clothes. Yeah. Or you can just move the racks easier yeah. and see what you actually I have. Think that's like the silver, like every interview that I've ever done with all these artists virtually, um, I've always asked each one of them, like, what has been your silver lining in, in quarantine and during COVID, during all this time? And every single one was like, which I was as well. It was like, put your head down and you grind. And we were never able to stop and smell the roses, whether they were burnt yeah. roses or whatever it was. But I feel like we all have to, now we stopped and we smelled the roses. And then we had even enough time to do that. Then we even had enough time to ask ourselves what we want. Then we had enough time to deny ourselves it. Then we had enough time to actually start working on it. And now we have enough time to actually see ourselves prosper from yeah. the things that we've done. That's how much time we've been given and I feel so bad for those people who are sitting down waiting for time to pass them to get back to whatever mm. life they thought they life had is so short exactly that's how I was in the beginning mm-hmm. of this man man March I was like get me out of here I gotta go back you know but now it's like okay I've accepted this is what it is and who are you going to become who do you want to be and that's when I started putting in the hard work but at first I was like I hate being alone this sucks I want to see my friends what's going on but then once you get past that initial phase of the denial of what the hell is happening then it's like, all right, Rosa, we've had a month to do nothing. What are we going to figure yeah. out? And it's just like anything in life. Like, if you feel sad, it's totally okay to feel sad. Do not push that feeling away of anger, sadness, defeat. Sit with it for a minute. Be sad for a week. But then get your ass up and do the shit that well, you said that you were going to do. Exactly. Appreciate the actual feeling something and not just being yeah. numb. But I used to be that person who was like, any bad feeling, get out of my head. Anything well, we have shit to fun, do. Yeah. We're busy. It's, it's yeah. under the next thing. I'm curious though, and because you've interviewed, shout out to, I'm going to stroke your ego for a hot second and then we're going back to reality. But like you've interviewed some big dogs, like notable humans and millions mm-hmm. of followers and blah, blah, blah. Is there any commonality in having these conversations with them? Like, 
I, I love this life or I would never want this or I, they have this commonality of X, Y, Z. Like, is there anything you pull from these interviews where you're like, yeah, um, that some people, number one is that some people just have God given talent, Facts. can sing, can speak. Like I've, I've had somebody walk into the room and the entire energy changed based mm-hmm. off just their presence. And I was like, that was in a good way in there. Yeah. And I was like, that was their God given gift. And I'm like, and how they express it is through music. It's just like, I've met, you know, I could see that, or I've met some people who I'm like, okay, you're not going to last long, but you have a good team around you, you know? So mm-hmm. I've met all kinds of those, but like the ones who are pure and amazing and have, have changed so many people's lives, all just, which I'm trying so hard to do, but they are unapologetically themselves. Yeah. Regardless of what field I've interviewed rappers with face tattoos. I've interviewed girls after breakups. I've interviewed, you know what I mean? Yeah. People who have been, on like all kinds of things. I've interviewed all kinds of people from all different walks of life, but those who've made it have gotten deep with themselves and overcome whatever it was that they were afraid of and are all unapologetically themselves and just have a God-given talent of like they can sing or they can dance or they can act or whatever it is. So it's in the entertainment field, but at the end of the day, like they all have something built around who they actually are. So it's authenticity. Authenticity, yeah. Yeah. And some people are authentic, and you see them come and go, and that's fine, too. And some people can just, like, really, really sing, but they don't have any social skills. And that's okay, too, because I accept them for being like, yo, I get really nervous. (laughs) And I'm like, that's cool. That's who you are. You're a great singer. I'm going to work around you now. That's how she's a box of worms. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, I had some, yeah, you know, which is totally fine. But, like, then you have somebody who can only sing. It's socially awkward. It can be rude, you know. So you get all different kinds of people, but, like, the show, the Roses Risky Rotation has changed my life because I've gotten to meet some like incredible human beings like in their brain, in their mind. And like, most they of- meet you there, but that's, I mean, that's your skill set because you meet them there regardless of and like, that's what I whatever, think, that's your vibe. That's what yes. I think mine is too, yes. is like my, my given talent is being able to speak and connect with people in all walks of life. Yeah. And, and sometimes the, the camera gets turned off or the camera dies and we've had conversations for hours in those rooms with some very talented individuals just about realness and how do you feel about this or what do you do there so it's cool to just sit down and talk to people and get to see their different perspectives of life and be living in a tour bus for six months and stuff like that yeah and then being like i'm fed up but it's it's super it's super cool and that's why i love the show and and in our age in media like it's what anything society loves bad things violence this that because it sells or whatever the hell it is and sometimes in media clickbait sells and sometimes negative headlines are 10 times more clickable than positive but i always told myself that my goal in life is to be able to sit with an artist who i thoroughly enjoy and give them that open space to speak freely that i'm not going to come in here and be an interviewer and be like who are you dating? What do you get that clickbait? I'm not in there for that. I'm in there because I genuinely love this song. How did you write it? You know what I mean? That's why I'm there. And I feel like some, like they can feel that eventually. And especially women can be guarded because you know, women in a lot of places get Holly Berry can have three new movies come out. And the top of the thing on the news will be who she's dating, you know? So I want the, their light to shine, their artistry to shine. And I'm genuinely there because I love their artistry. So I want everyone to leave my interview room and be like, Fresh, breath of fresh air. Yeah. Wow, that was fun. She was authentic. That was cool. I like her. You know, I didn't get to sit down and say, so what's this song about? What's this album about? What's this? Who are you from? Stuff like that. It was like, yo, I love this in 08. Like, how are you feeling yeah. now? Things like that. That's my goal in life is to have authentic connections with people and actually matter. Like, 
actually care. Well, dude, that goal's already happening. We, oh, we need the you. next goal. That's already in the mix. You already but know. But still, yeah, I like that. And then I'm like, all right, play me some new music. Because I love music. <laughs> I'm upset. I'm like, let me see something. So but, I mean, they've got to appreciate that. Especially if your job is to sit down and promote something all the time. They've got to appreciate a human that's like meeting you. them where they're at. That's what I was telling you. Like, clicks are cool. Like, it's great. And, of course, that matters. But, like, consistency matters. Yeah. And sometimes, like, I'll be the first to say, like, sometimes my views are at a million. And sometimes they're at a hundred. And I'm yeah. like... Okay, at the end of the day, Rosa, I go to bed every night and I'm like, that was quality stuff. Yeah, you play and the long game. Every, I'm like, you that was a quality interview. If someone yeah. sees it in six years, that was still quality. And that's a quality artist, you know what I mean? Like, my last one was ASAP Ferg. I'm like, that's a quality artist. That was a quality interview. If someone sees it six years from now, that's still me being me. And them being unauthentically themselves, may, or uh, like uh, unauthentic. Whatever, whatever, authentic. that makes me want to do the same too and break yeah. down barriers and talk about things. So it's super cool to connect with people. And of course you get assholes, but assholes are fun too because I'm I feel like you, you're experienced enough though where you can like manage I'm it and be like, whatever, we'll I do a blooper reel. Any, like, exactly. Whatever it is, like, we'll make this work. And the best thing is, is my best friends are behind the camera, Troy and Brandon, yeah. and they're just like <laughs> laughing and I'm sitting know. here sweating and they're laughing because cause I I'm critical I'm like I'm gonna look crazy and they're like she's gonna look crazy it's gonna be amazing you know and I'm freaking out because I'm but that's crazy. real too but I that's love okay. that they're like we want everything yeah the realness the mess up so they really push me out of my box to be like good you know you messed up finally you're something like that and so that's super cool too and I think it goes back to what you said like surround yourself with people who really inspire you and I always say like don't ever stop making cool things with your friends. Yeah. Like, that's how everything starts, with a camera. Let and it be fun. Just this, Forever. like, leaving this. Set up some lights, have a conversation. <laughs> this is and real you life. you never know where anything can take you. If it takes you somewhere, it does. If it doesn't, it doesn't. It is what it is. You're enjoying yourself in the moment, and you're doing what you love. Yeah. I think yeah. that goes a long way. So, I mean, now that you've, you know, you're How zero, long are these, You're zero the years old. Oh, uh, till whenever. Till, oh, till it gets terrible, which is basically never. I'm out of white wine, which I never drink white wine. I've been on this kick where it's like, it's Friday, I'll have like a glass of wine and go to bed. I'm like, is yeah. this what you do as you get older? Like, am I like, am I going to like knit a doily for the couch next? I honestly feel so like, good what? being completely sober now. I know. Yeah. I'm, I'm proud of you. I, feel, I love I it. I feel like, I mean. When we were doing that for CrossFit, I remember I loved that. But then I also loved just like a Having drink. a good glass. It, it's yeah. balance. It's balance. But it I does wanted, feel old. <laughs> I wanted to push myself to the limit and be like, what can we do? But oh, no, you're making it through the challenge. A thousand percent. I think, dude, yeah. I'm trying to do like a hundred days. Like, I'm trying oh, you're to going beyond the challenge. Yeah, I think. I, Even in Jamaica? Jamaica like, I was going to say, you already do? called out JV. Like, let's just not. Let's breathe for a I second I said, I'll here. find out when I get there what I'm going to do. I don't know. I don't know. I'm not trying to put pressure on myself. But I really could take this to the max. No, nah, I think, I think I in life, any older human I've ever spoken to, they're like, you will never regret what you did do. You'll regret what you didn't do. I know. So if there's a good time, I like, my I think boss, you need to yeah, have it. Like, like Jamaica, don't go to jail. Like, don't be dumb. But, like, Yeah, my boss partake. was like, you're going to do this challenge in Jamaica. He's like, you're an idiot. Like, mm, go in yes, boss. I'd be going on, like, day 72 of the oh, challenge. Uh, out of 75. I mean, again, you've Live your life, like, right? Yeah, like, say, live, I don't like, know. We'll see. It'll depend. I'm like, I can withhold. I'm like... But I, I'm like, you gotta go give me some authentic Jamaican food. I'm gonna deny it. No way. I want to eat that. Or you know, some yeah. good. No, I think five star food. Taking that. Yeah. Like, let's have some balance here. Yeah. Okay. So on that note, outside of like basic Jamaica goals, which we're, I'm tired of that. What are real goals? Like, give me, put into universe. What is Girl, like? What's up with it? COVID. No, I'm just kidding. no, <laughs> no. I mean, like for real. Is it like bigger interviews or like? I mean, what's more social media? <laughs> I know <laughs> love you're not that. here for. Yeah, yeah, I love I that. I'm like. But I mean, maybe it's not even superficial. It's just like. 
continued journaling inner peace. One of my biggest goals is like what I was talking about before. I want to be able to provide all artists a platform, whether you're, I do a lot of hip hop, R&B. I want to be able to provide pop artists. I want Swedish artists. I want EDM artists. I want to be able to be that safeguard for any single artist on the planet to be like, if I go have a conversation with Rosa, she's going to completely understand me or maybe she won't, but like, we're going to have a conversation and it's going to be real. And that's, that's one of my goals to like continue to work on the risky and like blow it up not for fame but blow it up so like more artists can know about it and like hey you want to come through or like turn it into you know it's really fun right now but i i inshallah maybe one day like have a podcast like i obsess with music i love music yeah. so well that was kind of not to interrupt your flow but like that was kind of my next question is the why like why why artists like why do, love, how, what's the music do you think it's like a universal language like, i think it's a universal language and i love it and it's such a part of who i am it's like just me i love listening to music all the time like i stayed up last night two extra hours because a new song was dropping and i wanted to hear was it. it it was a. Uh, it was a new Kaylani song. Kaylani's oh. my favorite artist, but okay, I, I love say. that stuff. You know, yeah. I love to stay up. And then my boss is always like, "Dude, you need to just start a podcast that is music. Like when mu- new music drops, just like go talk about it because yeah. he's like, I'm sick of hearing about it from you. Even if you casual for yeah. like ten minutes, he's I- like, I go into their office all the time. I'm like, so what's new? And they're like, get out. I'm like, come on, what's new? Is it play me something? But I love music, and obviously to continue to take the radio career, like always. Like I started as night overnights 12 to 2 then 12 to 5 a.m and then you know 10 a.m to 3 p.m on a weekend here and there and then thanksgiving and then one christmas here like from the beginning then i got a night show seven to midnight then i got middays 10 to 3 so just continue to progress the radio career and continue to be unapologetically myself be authentic and get to spread the message whether that's informative based off the current situation we're in whether that's funny just to give people a good time, regardless of where you see me, how you see me, but that's kind of the goal. And honestly, to survive COVID and to figure out, I, I, I really have a goal for my personal self of like, now we're getting deep, but like, I want, whenever I say something, I want to mean it. Like I, yeah. I, I, that's uh, intense. So that sounds yeah. easy. That's really, really hard. Yeah, like, I any wanna, person pulls back and, and, and yeah. really thinks that every time they speak, that's hard. Like if you don't like me because I said that, that's fine. But I used yeah. to live my life of like, I want to please everyone because I want everybody to like me. Obviously, I'm on the radio. Haha, ha, I'm fun. I'm cool. You know, I want it, every, which is fine. I'm young. I was 17 at the time, but I want to be able to stand up and be like, hey, I believe in this. I don't believe in that. Mm-hmm. You know, and I think it's work to disagree, though. That's a thing. Exactly. When people say like, we agree to disagree, like sometimes that's necessary, but also it's like we're ending the conversation. It's like, nope, that's why we are where we are. Exactly. That's and a it, problem. And be okay with somebody not liking me because of what I believe in. And that's yeah. fine. Instead of, I'll go, I used to go have a conversation with people and come home. My friend be like, "Did you just lie about everything?" I'm like, "I think I did." I'm like, "Did I just agree with all that?" Because I don't believe in any of it. And she's just like, "Dude, you're a people pleaser." And I'm like, "But in my mind, that's I was like, most people though." But then I was like, mm, "I don't really care though." And she's like, "That's fine. You don't care." But she's like, "Dude, you're good. I just chameleonering." I was like, "Oh, that's uh, true, right?" And so now it's did just you say like, chameleonering? We're yeah. changing chameleoning. It's like chameleon, but we're going chameleonaire. I'm here for this. Yeah, you just got a shot. What out, is it? By chame- the way. Chameleon, being a chameleon. Yeah, chameleon. But chameleonaire just totally tapped being into your millennial mind. Is like, <laughs> I'm out here jumping in this group. Now I'm this. That's chameleoning. Chameleon. Girl. Chameleon. Trying to get me riding. Yeah. Hey. Oh, we're just this is like my high school. Of yeah. Being like, when you meet me, that's who she is, like, yeah. you know? Like, she's not. That's hard, normally. though. I know, but I'm working on it. I'm working yeah. on it and like standing up to people who I'm like, yo, I don't believe in that, you know? And mm-hmm. And just, I think. It's what I always say, like, I'm really trying to be those people who I look up to who are just 
whether it doesn't even have to, I don't want to be them because they can sing. I want to be them because they're un- un- unapologetically themselves. Yeah. Who they're like, yo, fuck that. And I'm like, yeah. You're that's right. a big deal. Yeah, yeah, so that's kind of the goal. Yeah. What is your goal? Uh, I'm with you. Next, honestly, like, I, this... honestly, don't even, I'm, and mind you, there's no time on, on anything anymore. With yeah. COVID, I'm trying to get time back. <laughs> well, it's, it's a thing. The more I learn about myself and universe, God, Madonna, I always say whatever you believe, however you package it. Like, the thing is, you, all things are on time. So I could have rushed so many more things. Yeah. But then, like, I need to learn a lot of lessons the hard way. And, and I'm someone that has to, like, run through the wall to learn it and, like, go to the extremes and yeah, do it. So, like, <laughs> you know, um, we know this. But I, I, I'm with you. Just to be completely, not just myself, but, like, genuinely stand for what I believe talk about oh, it also, put it out there and let it be pause i also want a fat ass i want a juicy booty <laughs> and this is the two we're gonna get we're in like I deep zone a, and we go right back to the shower i want a the juicy pool. booty i want a <laughs> thick booty dude squats i'm telling you I get back in that crossfit situation i, I, I do uh like, the post today i'm just saying thirsty ladies and gents i want get on to it. be just like goddess body wise the physical is a thing uh, but i like yes. this this is a perfect this is a perfect yes. like culmination of the whole conversation it's like been get working. the inside right yeah. but then you can still care about the outside yeah it's okay like, yeah i'm trying to be <laughs> well you snatched. might you do the 75 day challenge working out you got the diet right you got the mind right yeah. like i feel like i just want it's culmination i just want to just like uh just like oh uh, when i walk into a room like oh that's a bad like oh you got all the boxes checked. Yeah, I I'm kind of with that. I got got back. I've been more religious now. No pun intended, given our combo, but mm-hmm. about CrossFit and the fitness. Yeah, and getting it back just makes into me it. Feel good. Like Dude, after the chemical workout, I'm like, oh, love it. Yes, it's more for the mind than the body. Okay, so wait, back but to also you. You're badass. Um, yes, or badass. Soon to be, apparently. Uh, no, that's literally. I, I want this podcast. It's so in growth stage and passion project but whatever platform i have i want it to be intentional i've run enough laps around certain tracks to put out some good info um but really bring in really intentional important voices to the mic to share the journey because in my heart i know this is my most uh the way i can be the most impactful in the world like this conversation if one young future radio star or muslim girl yeah. or w- woman looking to be yeah. in a male-dominated arena can hear this conversation and hear you talk about it or me talk about it and be like holy shit i heard this random ass turmeric and tequila right. podcast mm-hmm. and like i'm actually gonna do this that's my goal like i don't it's i don't know if that's a goal that's my clarity in yeah. my next move is it's like going to bed peaceful that i did yeah. what i did we're today in alignment because I, exactly even just the manifestation in this room right now we just and if you the, these walls could talk the you second don't even know. the second this interview is over guess what i have to do pray go pray oh yeah right here i prayed literally right here on right here at eight o'clock is that when you pray no yeah the, it started at like 7 37 so and you I'm have good. to win to like midnight so I go oh, to bed. Okay. So I have time. We'd literally be going out. Again, this is why it's so perfect. We'd be going, I'd be getting ready. The whole crew would be at my house. I'm like, I was just like, I gotta I shut tr- down. I'm like, turn the music off. Turn down the pictures. Wait, wait, it's so really quick. Can you, cause I really want people to understand like the commitment that you are around your religion. Yeah. I know it's not all about religion, but Ramadan, unpack that really quick so people know what's up, with, uh, how hard that is. It's 30 days, which I'm sure most people know. It's 30 days where you can't eat or drink water while the sun's up. So around like 5 a.m. to... 9 p.m. that night. No food or water. No. And food keep in mind, she'd still be doing school, training, fitness, yeah. mm-hmm. crabby as hell, all the attitude. I feel like 
I'm good though. No, you guys would be like, can I eat in front of you? I'm like, yes, I don't care. Like, eat your food. I used to be I in still feel like you were a little sixth, testy. sixth grade cafeteria. <laughs> I'm gonna tell everybody to stop eating. Like, I'm it's okay. Food doesn't, it's fine. Like, I'm getting snatched. No, I'm just kidding. But uh yeah, you do that for 30 days. I love it. It's a great time of the year to reset. I feel like that's what started the snowball of all of this yeah. was this year's Ramadan of it was Ramadan. It was quarantine. So we had my entire family, me, my two sisters, my brother, and my mom and dad. And it was the best time of my life. Aww. It was all six of us. We were all fasting. After the fast, we would walk. We would work out. We would all make incredible meals all day. Mind you, and it's that's why I'm like blessing in disguise. Every single Ramadan for the last five years before that, my sister's in New York. The other one's at the Air Force right. Academy. You know, which that's who you really need to talk to, the Air Force Academy my one. Uh, and they're also Destiny's Child tribute band. Just want to put that out there. Yes, ma'am. But, like, we, but it was such a blessing of, like, we were all together as yeah. grown adults having... It was the... Like, to this... My entire 25 years of living, it was the best time of my life. My birthday was a quarantine birthday, March 30th. My dad bought me a cake, and they had, like, the King Super... Like, they had radio on it. My... my it. Yes. Uh, yeah, my uncle I love sent down so a guitar much. with, like, KS stuff for all the artists to sign for the Risky. So, inshallah, yeah. when things open back up. But, like, it was the best birthday of my entire life. It was the best time ever. But, yeah, we were all... And we were all getting through it. And then that kind of snowballed everything of, like, this is so pure... This feeling is the best high I've ever gotten, and it's a pure high. It's a pure joy. You know, happiness has on every every positive has that counterintuitive negative. Pure joy doesn't. Yeah. You know, and and that's the hard part because that's the stuff you have to really work on to get that pure, sustainable joy. And I felt so happy, like it was just the best time ever. And you know, as as hard as it was, we were all getting through it. So yeah, I do Ramadan obviously every single year, and so I, I think it's I like it. Because it's a good time to just reset, yeah. you know? And so, I mean, I do it every year. Sometimes it's really difficult because I do want to punch people in the throat at mm -hmm. any given moment. But I just, I just, you got to do what you got to do. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think it's just, it's a massive nod. Uh, I think there's other versions in different religions. But anytime you have that discipline to cut off, like, an instinct, like eating or drinking yeah. water or what have you, it's a big deal. So Yeah, that's why I'm like, if someone's like, oh, can you do that? I'm like, if I can't eat for a month, I can do anything. <laughs> you got to understand, most people don't even get that. It's like, you just eat. Just You're about to pass out. We just worked out for 10 hours. I know. And you're you like, guys tell me no. all the time. And I'm like, I have 30 more minutes. Like, my mouth is white. My tongue, it, like, there's no saliva anywhere. And I'm like, I'm dude i have deep respect and you're a young human like you're a kiddo i, know, I was like 17 yeah whatever. facts facts all right we will wrap up here uh i appreciate your energy i can't wait to see what you're doing next any closing advice for young humans out there real talk getting into maybe not even the radio world but just like graduating high school getting to the next step when they're about to venture into their new selves mm. First off, thanks for having me, dude. This is cool. Even though we're besties, oh I'm so proud of you, like I, I said in the beginning. Thank you. Dude, it all starts with an idea. I'm telling you, it's a vibe in here. Like, just keep it up. I love you. This is amazing. It's beautiful. Like, you have nicer stuff than me. And I I had, like... I, don't look close. Don't look close. I know, close. I know. Don't look close. I've been looking at a couple things. I'm, like, blowing a bug over here at one point. No. But, I'm like, ah, we love the current. But uh, first off, congrats on this. It's beautiful. I can't wait to come back. And uh, advice... Um, don't take it from me, but, uh, just, um, honestly, it's going to sound corny, but really just find what really makes you happy. Like, even if it's a wild thought in your brain right now, it's okay to, for it to be a wild thought. And if you're afraid to write it down, it took me years to write down my goals because I was scared of them. But honestly, if the goal is not big enough and you're not scared of it enough, then it's not the right goal. Yeah. Have a goal that's scary. That's hard. That makes you question it. 
then you're going to have enough the courage one day to write it down. Then it's out there. Now you have to start working on it. Then you're going to start taking steps here and there. And if something's hard, do little steps. But find what you love to do. Surround yourself with people, whether it's what it's the same line as you or it's another line, but they're also working just as hard as what they love to do. Find those people and start working and start finding what makes you really happy and stop listening to what society says makes you happy because our society just went to shit and it just shows that we cannot rely on anybody but ourselves to make us happy. So find what makes you happy. Surround yourself with those who make you happy and listen to turmeric and tequila. Hey, the plugs, my girl. Yeah, and thanks, sis. That's what's up. 25. If you're here 25 and speaking these gospel you have me on words, your, you have me on your 26 and I'm like, bye. Yeah, yeah, 26, you're like, F25. This uh, is cool, though. Your phone really just stayed recording the whole time. Yeah, we're not done. We give it, where do you, where do we find you? We're doing, we gotta do the cliche things, too. Oh, I, I, oh, Social girl, tags. I'm looking at myself. You lost me. Oh, I'm, I know. I was gonna say, she's seen this in my giant mirror. Anyways. Wait, t- tags, where do we find oh, you? Oh, uh, everything is just Rosa Jad. R-O-S-A-J-A-D. Wasn't that branding? And then the uh, station I'm on is KS1075. And your show on YouTube. And my show is called Rosa's Risky Rotation. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, Rosa Jad. Follow me. Say what's good. Tum- hashtag turmeric and tequila. I just posted a super aggressive leg day with my turmeric tequila. The, Should the I delete booty it? Shot. No, I think it's hilarious. Did you not like it? No, I reposted it twice on turmeric and tequila. No, but like, why, are you, why were you like, eh? Because, no, I, I think it's, it was I think it's amazing. It's aggressive, but you just haven't put out the aggression yet. So I'm here for the aggression. I know, I'm trying to switch it up. Yeah, I'm a, a fan. This emoji. We're in. Okay. We're in. Let me go look at the video. Bye, guys. No, it's good. End it. I need to go look at it. I'm getting paranoid. Let me look at this video again. Thank you for coming. Appreciate you. Thank Stay you. varsity. Thank you for joining Turmeric and Tequila with your host, Kristen Olson. Tune in next time. And don't forget to subscribe on Apple, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen.